Against All Odds is presented for the people by Caesar Sportsbook, the greatest sports betting app of all time. Download it, and you must be 21 or older. this Friday, but I'm going to be honest with you, we're recording Thursday night, Mikey Meatballs is fiddling with the knobs, babyface Joel Solomon is here producing this mess, and joining me as always, my wizards of wagering, my gurus of gambling, my barons of betting, my overlords of the odds, a degenerate trifecta, Harry, Brother Bright, Darren the Parley Kid, what is happening, fellas? What's going on, Sal? Hey, Sal. What's going on, buddy? Every single day of the year, rain, shine, snow, weekend, weekday, night, day, doesn't matter. These guys give out free picks on extrapoints.com. Extrapoints.com, they give out free picks. What happens, though, sometimes is Harry will give out a free pick, and then he will, on a podcast, give out the opposite side, which was um, noted by former official and head of officials, Dean Blandino, Ben Kelly, Harry's nemesis on Twitter, once again, paid for a cameo from Dean Blandino, contained a, basically a four minute soliloquy. I, I don't know how long it was, but four minutes. That was, various, like ten, that was like 10 wow. minutes. It, the various cheaters in sports were all brought. You're right. I mean, it was already like four and a half minutes before he brought up uh, Rosie Ruiz, but he came around and basically pinned Harry as a cheater and talked about integrity, Harry. And I have to say, if you can get through it, Dean Blandino is not wrong about your integrity in sports was, gambling. Uh, picks. I'll tell you what, that was tremendous. I mean, I, I already, I already told him it was, uh, it was fantastic. I already said it to him how great that was. I mean, what a speech! How great what that he he, he called you out for being a fraud. Oh, it's, it's not true, but besides not being true, it was fantastic. What, 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 which part wasn't true? He said you pick one side and one platform and then go the other way on another. I picked Tampa early on Thursday, and then I on Monday night when we did the uh, did the podcast for Monday, I realized I think I thought I really liked Dallas. I'm you were zero and five, and you're like, let me move, let me move this around. All right, yeah, mm. Harry is zero and six going into yep. this weekend. Yeah, now Megan Galley also of Megan still Fun one back is zero and six, and uh, I told her I'd give her two hundred fifty dollars if she could pull an over for the entire playoffs. Harry, you don't <laughs> get that. You should know better. You don't. I get do that know better. Or you do? All right, we'll see. Mm-hmm. We'll see if he does. Paulie Kidd, do you think Harry could go winless throughout the playoffs? If anybody could pull it off, Sal, it's Harry. That's Absolutely. right. Yeah. Harry, the Parley Kid and Dean Blandino both have faith in you, Harry. All right, just, <laughs> nice. uh, just keep it real. Uh, as far as our Thursday picks, Bri, yours hasn't gone. This is Thursday night. I picked uh, Memphis. You say you guys say I gave it out 10 and a half on this podcast. They won by 10. 10 I, I gave think, it right? out at 10. Yeah, I think it was 10 on the podcast. I gave it out at 10 on uh extra points um it went to nine and a half right before i bet it and they won by 10 craziness Polly kid how's your thing doing well um, not good so it looks like it looks, it looks like a it loser lost. Lost. oh no i got lucky to, for it to go into overtime celtics went up eight in overtime uh it looks like uh two late threes basically no so oh, two no no so what it was there is it was two free throws they, he missed one of them. They got a steal like within a second after that, and then Curry hit a three. So it, it cut it to Steve, three. DiVincenzo hit the three. Oh, oh sorry. Yeah, Curry got the steal. DiVincenzo. Hit so the you three. were laying yeah. points in overtime, but you had an eight point lead in overtime. And, uh, That's and yeah, I can't really go. I can't go nuts about it. Harry, you're overlooked, right? So. so you're bragging. So well, now you're that, nine and three. Yeah. Well, that was my extra points pick, too. But, but, but yeah, that loss to Chicago, Philadelphia going over six at Atlanta five. But my pick on the podcast was. Maryland minus two and a half against mm. Michigan. Like I said, 18 days ago, they got embarrassed. Maryland did. They lost 81 46. Why are they a two and a half point favorite? I went with it. I thought it was fishy and they, uh, they end up beating Michigan pretty easily. They led the All entire right. game. I think it was 17 days ago. I think it was 19 days ago. Maybe you're right. Maybe it was 18 days ago. Uh, all right. Let, let, none of this matters. What matters is Saturday and Sunday, four games. Then it's down to two games next week. And then God forbid there's one game for the Super Bowl. I think we're going to be out there. We're going to be out there in Glendale. Uh, Harry and I will. The Parley Kid and Brother Bry are going to be rooting us on from home, but we'll be uh, on Radio Row a few of those days, Harry. Now we have this uh, Saturday, Jacksonville, Kansas City. The line is eight and a half and 52 and a half. I have to say, like, I, this is the one I have the least feel for. I'm probably going to have the Chiefs in mm, seven to 10 money line parlays somewhere in that range. 
But uh, as far as the spread, I'm just so snake bitten with them. And I think the rest of the country is too. They're six, 10 and one against the number this year. I don't know how they're even that good. I feel like they went a full month without, you know, covering a spread and, you know, early in the year, they did cover against them. They were 27, 17 winner as a nine and a half point favorite against Jacksonville. Uh, they're favored in their 14th straight playoff game. Here's something interesting, Paulie kid. Trevor Lawrence has never lost a game in college, high school, or in the NFL on a Saturday. Yeah. Whoa. Whoa. What do you think, Brian? 37 and 0. It's funny. I I didn't even know that. That's that's insane. Nuts, right? I think Mikey Meatballs is undefeated on a Saturday, too. Uh, And then won that that passing contest, too, the the long distance (laughs) contest. But uh, listen, it is what it is. The Jaguars are very lucky to be in this spot. We watched... We were in Vegas when they barely beat the Titans at home. Controversial call with Dobbs and the is the arm going forward. And then they were losing 27 nothing to the Chargers. It's sort of silly that they're in this game. But here's the thing. And I know how good Reed is off the bye and everything else. And I know that the Chiefs have the number one offense in the league, but they've had it for a while. And they've only scored 30, over 30, twice in the last 10 weeks, Bri. And we were there for one of them. Sadly yeah. <laughs> enough, we were there that Saturday, but only twice in the last 10 weeks is the best offense in the league scored over 30 points. Right. I think the Jags could play some defense and score 23. I think it's a 28, 23 final and I'm taking the points. Harry 28, 23 doesn't work good for you. Cause you're going over hmm. 52 and a half, right? Yeah. I'm going to go over Look for the last six games. Uh, this Jacksonville offense has put up 31 points or more. What a roller coaster ride. It was last week for Trevor Lawrence, put up some big numbers. Evan Ingram, of all people, he's been fantastic lately and really helping out this uh, offense of Jacksonville. 90-plus yards last week. That makes 90-plus yards for the last six games that he's played. I know in the offseason, Christian Kirk signed that crazy contract, gets tons of money. Uh, But he's been a a tremendous pickup. He's been the the best uh, wide receiver on this team all year. And Kansas City, averaging 34 points per game in three home games. Last year in the playoffs. Oh, okay. so last year, 34. <laughs> you know Mahomes puts up numbers during the playoffs. I think this is a – Jacksonville just has to probably throw a lot late to come from behind. I think this is like a 34-30 type of game. All right. I know the Sicoli boys have uh, prop player props here, but I will say, you know, um, and this is from Action Network, number one seeds in the divisional round, 13-25-1 over the last 20 years, 34%. <clears throat> Against the spread. That's against. The wow. Spread. And then there's some Sean Hockley numbers that favor the road team too, which are crazy, but I, I don't want to, I don't know how much I believe in that. Uh, Parley kid, Jarek McKinnon. I, I listen to spaghetti and Jen Piacenti. Jen Piacenti thinks McKinnon's going to have a good game too this week. What do you have for him? Yeah, look, I mean, there would be no surprise if he had a good game, Sal. He's been uh, absolutely tremendous here over the second half of the season. Um, six straight games with the touchdown. Uh, and three of those games, multiple touchdowns. So he scored like nine touchdowns in his last uh, six six games for the Chiefs. He's been great. Uh, most of those, uh, I think all uh, nine receiving touchdowns this year, one rushing. So he's been a huge threat out of the backfield, catching the ball, uh, kind of can score. They find him uh, inside the 10 he's throwing to him, but he also can break one for, from the 40 or 50. I'm taking McKinnon anytime touchdown. I'm still getting a plus number here, plus one thirteen. I'm get I'm off the Kelsey train here, Sal. Oh I know, yeah. You no, know, look, you want the rest of you. You might as well put your money at minus one forty though. Right now, uh, I'm Kelsey doing it. I'm, I was touchdown. just looking it up. Thank but, you for looking it up. Okay, now it's but, been but like still, what five I, weeks? Five games since uh, it's, four yeah, games, whatever. Five I, games? I, I've I've lost every, like at least the last three times. Oh man, i you know I'm gonna have them somewhere. I just can't make him my my main pick again. Right. Let's go McKinnon. He's a plus number. He's had six straight games with a touchdown. He's going to be uh, a huge factor here, Sal. All I heard out of that is definitely bet Kelsey because the thing is, I have to bet him yeah. too. I have to bet Kelsey because I, I have to be on him when he finally scores. I can't not be on him. Well, we have our pool, our first touchdown score pool, and Kelsey is plus 440. He's favored, even though he hasn't seen the end zone in four or five, five weeks right. as we know it. Uh, so maybe that's where you could uh, 
make some of your money True. back in our, our stupid pool. All right, now, brother Brian, you're going against brother uh, Darren, and no, going look, I, Russian. It's not going. Against, it's not going against him. I will say, I love. I love Darren's bet. I uh, that was my initial bet. I put it in, but uh, Parley had got it in before me. But I'm go, I'm taking McKinnon under 25 and a half rushing yards at minus 109. Look, I thought this just this line just didn't make sense to me. It was really odd. Why is this number so high? 25 ridiculously high for him. Only gone over this number four times this year. Pacheco's definitely taken over the lead right in recent weeks in terms of running the ball, even though he doesn't run the ball that often either. But McKinnon's last three games, and I, I granted, do they did they need him to do that well on the rushing game? But last three games rushing, six yards, four yards, seven yards. I mean, mm. sure he can break one, but he's not he's not going to get enough carries, right? Unless again, unless he breaks one, he's not going to get enough carries to to beat this. The last time he went against the Jags, again, he's had good receiving numbers all year, but last time against the Jags, one carry, two yards. So mm-hmm. I I am all for him. Touchdown, receiving props, whatever you want to do. But rushing 25 and a half yards to me seemed way too high for him. Look at how many games he had single digits. Like almost, I, I mean, yeah, like 10 games where he had less yeah. than 10 yards. So I, I just thought this was really out of whack, this one. All right. Yeah, it's true. You throw those numbers at it. It doesn't really make sense. Uh, okay. The nightcap here, Giants and Eagles. Wow. This is, uh, I mean, I can't believe they're throwing, play, still playing this game when they know it's Jada's birthday party, Eddie Spaghetti's fiance, but they're doing it. They are doing it. The Giants are a seven and a half point underdog. The over-under is 48. I like the Giants, but, and I've liked them all year, uh, all year, all week, kind of all year too. I'm at the point where, you know, I like an underdog and now all my idiot friends who lose every week like the same underdog. A lot of them are putting them on a teaser with the over and uh, one of those idiots, no offense, Harry, is you. You're going Giants plus seven and a half. Yeah. Um, Giants team playing with some swagger, some moxie, the confidence is building. Philly uh, didn't look good against the Giants in the final week to clinch the number one seed. The week before that, they couldn't score. I know Hurts uh, uh, didn't play there, but still didn't look good. It's been a while since his team has meshed. The Giants looked fantastic last week. Barkley, whether it was receiving, didn't rush much, but still receiving at six catches. Looked fantastic running uh, and, and receiving, knocking over Minnesota secondary, run, knocking them. Jones, Jones was fantastic. Last seven games, 11 total touchdowns, one pick. And Hodgins come, come out of nowhere. I think there's a situation where just the Giants are the hot team right now and getting more than a touchdown, division rival, night game. I'm going to take the seven and a half. You know, it comes down, and we talked to Mike Lombardi about this yesterday. It really comes down to if you believe that Jalen Hurts' shoulder is completely healed or mostly yeah. healed or is going to be mm-hmm. as effective as he was the first time he played them, you know? Um, so I, I'm not sure, you know, I know Adore Jenkins wasn't in there that first time. Um, Daniel Jones' confidence, my confidence is him mm-hmm. in him is way up. His confidence is way up too. As you mentioned, Harry, he's only thrown one interception in his last 226 pass attempts, I think since late November. These, this Isaiah Hodgson's, Richie James, they all kind of contribute. Now, I will say you're going against the 31st ranked pass defense in the Vikings last week. Eagles yeah, are but also, one. Eagles listen, are number one. Yeah. Control the clock, run the ball, pound Barkley, do that okay. right from the beginning. All right. And don't, you can't fall behind 14 3, obviously, but pound Barkley, establish a running game, kill the clock into the third quarter. I think you can get this covered easily. Easy. That's it then. No, I, it. I think there there is something to be said, like, Paul Kid, yeah. about Giants Karma as an underdog. I think they were right. yeah. about a seven, seven and a half point underdog against the Cowboys a couple of times, Buccaneers, you know, when they had those magical Eli Manning, uh, God bless that man, his uh his his Super Bowl runs there. I don't know. I know one decade shouldn't have anything to do with the other, but I do also know that they're 14 and four, the Giants against the spread entering the divisional round. Mm-hmm. And I think I also picked this up from action network since 2000, 2000 favorites of seven or more in division in the divisional round games are zero and three against the spread. So I think seven and a half is too many for that. Now, could the Eagles blow them out? Of course they could. We've seen them do it to, to teams of the same caliber, but I'm taking the seven and a half. I'm going 27, 26 yeah. Polly kid. You know, you shine away from that. This seems like an easy bet here. Daniel Jones, over 44 and a half rushing. Yeah, yards. I mean, look, yeah, over 44 and a half yards. This is exactly what he averages per game for the season. 
But, you know, in his last two games, uh, he's gone for 91 and 78. And if you watched last week in his 17 carries, you know, those weren't just like scrambling carries. Those were design carries yeah. mm-hmm. for the quarterback. You don't see that that often where literally design plays. And I think the Giants know that they have Jones has to rush the ball for them to be as effective as they want to be offensively, kind of the way the Eagles are with Hurts. It's really no different here for the Giants. Uh, and I think the Giants are willing to risk Jones, uh, you know, and obviously the, great, the more the quarterbacks run, the greater the risk of injury. But the Giants know mm-hmm. their best chance of competing in this game is for Jones to be as an effective runner as he has been over the course of the season, but especially in his last few games. I think Jones goes over this 44 and a half rather easily, especially if he's going to be in the double digits for carries. And why wouldn't they? I mean, if he ran the ball 17 times last week, I know they changed game plans, but I think and it's got to be in the game plan again to get Jones yeah. involved on the ground. So let's go over the 44 and a half here. So I almost think I know how all, all these postseason awards, all these, uh, sorry, individual awards are for the regular season, right? So MVP is already everyone should have voted on it and but shouldn't coach of the year kind of wait shouldn't they wait on it i mean you get an mvp yeah. for the super bowl right sure. so if if jalen hurts wins that you know if the eagles win that and mahomes gets mvp for the regular season you just give that to jalen hurts but if sirianni is better than giants if he shuts them down 20 to 3 is dable really going to get coach of the year I, I i think they should wait on this one in particular i don't know if uh there's any push behind that, but I'm going to try to, I'm going to try to talk to Lombardi and Peter King and try to push that through, see what we can do. All right. Brian, AJ Brown, longest reception. Oh yeah. And I guess when you, when you said, let's not duplicate picks, I guess, uh, I guess Harry wasn't paying attention there, huh? Oh no, 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 no. He can only, we can only focus on. <laughs> he said, like try not to. Yeah. How much did you try, Harry? I mean, there are a hundred bets out there. Wait, what? Did, hard, what what's how Harry's hard pick? What did he well, do? I went, I went Giants. They, they both. Went he took South Giants. Oh, don't worry. He's gonna. I, he's gonna do it again. I think. Ryan, I think we all. Time, I, I will yeah. say. I think we all have the. I'm sure we all have the Giants in this one. Um, but I'm gonna go AJ Brown over 25 and a half longest reception. Uh, he's been a big play machine all season. He's hit this in six straight and nine of his last 11. And listen to the, in the six games, this includes the Giants twice, his last six, catch of 37, 78, 48, 68, 33, and 40. Mm. So he's been going way over these numbers. Giants defense still susceptible, you know, even last week against the pass that they showed. And then even A.J. Brown, last three playoff games, even with the Titans, he went over this number too. Just a big play receiver. They'll look for him. Uh, you know, they'll look for him a few times uh, down the field, and I'm sure he'll make one big play here. So give me the over 25 and a half. If they're looking for a back-breaking play early, right, it's it's Hurts to Brown, long, score. Yeah. Fans are in it. Giants are like, all right, yeah. maybe we're just lucky to be here. We're, we're expected to lose to him a third time. So that's what's going to happen. That, I could see that. I mean, I could see a lot of things happening in all these games. But uh, still sticking with the Giants plus twenty uh, plus seven and a half, 27, 26, I'll say. And I, I went further. I said it on an extra point. It's going to be the Giants kicker who makes news on Saturday uh, before we see the Cowboys kicker, whatever they trot out. They, they're going to miss a big field goal, 27-26. Eagles win that game. All right, let's take a break, and then we'll go over Sunday, which is a, really gives us about the, the greatest doubleheader we could ask for in divisional round. Have you been betting with the Caesar Sportsbook and Casino app? If so, keep it up because every bet earns with Caesar's rewards. That means win or lose, you're getting closer to amazing perks like game tickets, free stays, bonuses, and more. And if not, well, when you get started, your first bet is on Caesars. Register with promo code OmahaFull and place your first bet up to $1,250. If you win, congrats. If you don't, You'll get your stake back as a free bet. 21 years plus only. Offer valid and must be physically present in Arizona, Colorado, Illinois, Indiana, Iowa, Kansas, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, and Wyoming only. New users and first $10 or more wager only must register with an eligible promo code. Bet amount of qualifying wager returned only if wager is settled as a loss. Maximum bet credit. $25,000 
$1,250 must be used within 14 days of receipt. Tier credits and reward credits will be added to account within seven days after qualifying wager settles. See Caesars.com slash promos for full terms. Void where prohibited. Know when to stop before you start. If you have a gambling problem in Arizona, call 1-800-NEXT-STEP. Colorado, Wyoming, Kansas. Affiliated with Kansas Crossing Casino, call 1-800-522-4700. Indiana, call 1-800-9-WITH-IT. Iowa, call 1-800-BETS-OFF. Louisiana, call 1-877-770-STOP. Licensed to Horseshoe, Bossier, City, and Harris, New Orleans. Michigan, call 1-800-270-7117. Illinois, Maryland, New Jersey, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, Pennsylvania. Affiliated with Harris, Philadelphia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, crisis counseling and referral services can be accessed by calling 1-800-GAMBLER, which is 1-800-426-2537. Or in West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. New York, call 877-8-H-O-P-E-N-Y or text H-O-P-E-N-Y 467-369. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. All right, we are back Sunday. Uh, so what time is this game? This is, uh, so the games are 12 and 3.30. Is that what it is? And that's what it'll be for the playoffs. I'm thinking West Coast here. So what is it, yeah. 3 and 6.30, Parley Kid? Yep, for correct. the uh, NFL on Sunday? Okay, 3 and 6.30. It's a late start. Cincinnati. At Buffalo, lots of talk about where this game should be. Obviously, they play that game that was not complete. Uh, completed. Buffalo gets the home. They discussed it. They're going to get it home. They talked about it being a neutral site, but Buffalo gets home five and a half, 49. Boy, I, I, this is really high. This is really, I, even if the Bengals get slaughtered, I think it's too high. Um, neither team was great last week. They both were lucky to advance. I'm going to cut the Bengals a little more slack, even though it was a very similar situation, right? Division foe, third time around. Ravens just never, ever stopped playing that physical brand of ball. That Huntley play turned it around. But I never thought Burrow was out of it, right? He adjusted to the lineman Williams going out with these short completions. Conversely, the Bills, I think, are a little bit of a mess. They're all pro quarterback. It's just dying to fumble the ball whenever he takes off. And... Let me say this. Thank God DeMar Hamlin's okay. I don't think I have to even say that. I guess he's been seen at the facility every day this week, which is a miracle in itself. But the one thing I haven't heard, Parlay Kid, is, boy, the Bills could really use DeMar Hamlin in the secondary. Since that game, Mac Jones sliced them up. Skylar Thompson had some big moments. I think Joe Burrow with a patchwork offensive line that he worked with all week is going to have a nice outing. And listen, talk about offensive lines. The Bills might be worse off. Uh, Allen got sacked seven times last week. They turned it yeah. over three mm-hmm. t- They've turned the ball over three times in the last three games, at least. I like Lou Anarumo's defense. I think they step it up. Bengals have forced an interception of four out of the last five. Give me the Bengals money line here. This is my, you know, Super Bowl pick. And I think they go in there with a chip on their shoulder thinking they should have had the home game. Give me the money line. Harry, you're going to take the six. So you got to look at you buying a half a point to six. To six. I'm going to buy it to six. <laughs> Well, so I'm gonna also give like in the uh, Bengals and Burrow, like like you are, a bit of a pass for last week. Uh, Logan Wilson definitely saved the day with that uh, strip fumble. Uh, probably most underrated linebacker in the NFL. Um, but yeah, the well, Hubbard who had a carry at uh, 100 yeah, yards, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but 17 Wilson's miles the one who knocked yeah. it out. Fantastic. Yeah. Uh, I think uh, Alan, you mentioned just like three picks in his last two regular season games. Had two picks last week, three fumbles. You mentioned the sacks. I think Hubbard's gonna and since he D line going to cost Allen a ton of problems. And it definitely needs Cincinnati needs production out of Joe Mixon. He was really invisible last week. I think he's going to be huge and he's going to step up his game. I'm going to take the six with, I think it's kind of a disrespected line here too. I think that many points. 
uh, against the defending AFC champs. I'm taking the Bengals and Burrow. I think you're disrespecting them by buying an extra half point when you're saying the line's already disrespect. <laughs> so the disrespect is just in case. Plays. Listen, we know uh, Bills, Chiefs. I mean, we know crazy things happen in the playoffs. Just in case, overtime, whatever, I'll take six. All right, 23-19, I have it Bengals. I have it under. A lot of people uh, like the, a lot of points in this game. I think it's uh, way under in the in the cold. Bengals 4-0 in the last four road games and 7-1 and against the spread over the last eight away from home. I mean, Burrow is just so comfortable everywhere. Uh, Brother Bry, Jamar Chase, he's pretty good. Yeah, I gave this out um, as my sharp tank last week and it hit, although it was six and a half. It's seven and a half th- uh, this week reception. Mm. So I'm taking the over and you get plus money or plus 110. If you can find six and a half, definitely jump on that. Um, but last three games, he has nine catches, eight catches, eight catches. And Burrow definitely has no problem checking down, uh, you know, and we, we saw that against the Ravens in that game. Yeah, I think early on here, he leans on Chase's, you know, and I will say the great thing about Chase is there's, you know, there's certain receivers where they can just catch fire on one drive. You get four yeah. or five catches even on one drive. I mm-hmm. think Chase is another eight or nine reception performance. I don't know. You never know with yards here. Like even last week, you know, 80 something yards, but I'm going to, I'm going to take the over seven and a half receptions. All right, Parley kid, you're going on the other side. Digs over receptions. Yeah. And I had this, I hit this last week. Digs uh, plus one oh eight for over six and a half catches here. Uh, I think like brother Brian is saying kind of the same type of thing. Uh, I think even on the first drive or within the first drive or two, I remember turning to Brother Brian and say, I've almost hit this Diggs thing already. Uh, mm. He just barely got over it last week. He kind of got shut down in the second half. But I think so. this bet here kind of lends credence to what you're saying. And I think uh, this is where I think I have to give Josh Allen a little bit of a pass sometimes because how really good is this Bill's receiving core, right? They have beat Cole Beasley was basically out of football. He's starting for them now, right? John Brown has come back to the Bills. He's playing for them, right? Yep. These guys were basically out of football, and they're they're seeing field time, significant time for the Bills. Diggs is their one true weapon. Okay, Knox is also a, a solid tight end, but Gabriel Davis has come back to the pack this year, right after the, the opening week and well, the year we yeah. thought he was going to have. Diggs is his guy, six and a half. I, you know, again, this could be very close to winning this in the first half. Something digs could get hot. It gets three or four on one drive. He's the man here. If I can get plus money over six and a half on digs, he <laughs> averages actually a little bit more per catch than this. I'm going with digs plus one Oh eight. It's so funny. Paulie kid, you had a bail uh, when we interviewed, um, uh, Mike Lombardi, but he said the same thing. He arrived at a different exactly. conclusion, but he mm-hmm. said exactly the same thing. He's like the biggest misconception is that these uh, skill position players on the bills are, are dynamite and they're not. And he went over the same thing as you, these guys, they're signing the last week, the last two weeks. Um, and, uh, but his, his conclusion was that Diggs had what seven yards against the chiefs last year in the playoffs. Was that what it was? So yeah, he went, he went, or three receptions or something like that. All right. So, but Diggs over six and a half, you guys, you talk to Lombardi. You, you guys will figure it out. You, you, you <laughs> park your cars in the same garage there. Uh, all right. Here it is. Parley. Okay. Dallas at San Francisco, the 49ers are favored by four. It's 46 and a half. It, it started at four and a half, went down to three and a half. Now up, up to four on Thursday night. Um, not great that the Cowboys are playing their fourth consecutive road game. Uh, I, I didn't realize that until it's like it's it hit me in one of the thousand articles I read. But I do like Parley Kid how we match up here. I talked about Micah Possum actually had a great stat line, very good, very steady stat line against Tampa Bay. Curse, you know, I, I got nervous when he was injured, but you know these yeah. guys are being back to being the feared Dallas D that I think is going to give Brock Purdy a fit. I know he got his sea legs on, underneath him, but against Seattle, but this I think is going to be a, a different story. I'm going to say this: I think Pollard is every bit the playmaker that Debo Samuel is. I really do. I think he can, he can energize an offense just as much as Debo or any other 49ers uh, offensive players that run through Shanahan's. Um, uh, their wheelhouse in the offense. Now their defense, the pass defense for the 49ers, this is a little known Achilles heel. And I, I say this, they're 11th in the, in the league and pass per attempt, which isn't that bad. But as of late, they've been 
a lot worse. They allow 8.2 yards per throw over the last three games. And between what Dallas did with Lamb and Schultz and Ferguson and now Gallup and Hilton getting in on everything, Mm -hmm. I think they're going to be in good shape, at least moving the ball. They're 6-2 and straight up in the last eight against San Francisco. But Parley Kid, I don't know. I I just, there's so many bad memories versus San Francisco. I know the road playoff game was 30-20. You and I watched that together, what, 30 years ago? on the road that before last week was the last road playoff win, but Montana to Clark, the dumb play with Dak last year. And I think this week it's not Mahar, but it's McCarthy that blows it some time management screw up that takes us out. I picked them to win last week. I pick a cover and a close loss. I hope I'm wrong on that on Sunday, 21, 20 Niners having nothing to do with the kicking. And I think we're talking about firing Mike McCarthy on Monday. Parley kid, I know you have a prop bet, but let's hear your thoughts. Yeah, I'll also talk about the game a little bit, so if you don't mind. Sure. Uh, look, <laughs> I think all the Cowboy fans feel the same. I mean, uh, we have some really terrible memories about going into San Francisco and winning uh, big games. Uh, you know, growing up, obviously, uh, you know, myself, I was a stallback guy, but I always had a soft spot for Danny White, right? Because he did lead the team to like three straight NFC championship games. Uh, and, uh, you know, this guy, he kind of rooted for punted for the team. He did just a guy. He was like the, the quintessential backup at that time. Right. Like rode the bench for like a, a quite a long time, mm-hmm. learned the system and was good. And then that was such a blow as a youth. Right. Like that. I still think oh, yeah. back to that game. Um, and people always forget that we had a chance. It, we had yeah, a chance at the game. end. We could have gotten into field position, kicked mm-hmm. the field goal. and still won the game. Didn't happen, but so this game could play out very similar. I know exactly what you're saying, but the Cowboys defense last week, and I know it was against a bad Bucks offense. I get it. I do get it. But Parsons was more alive last week. They were stuffing up the middle. Uh, The D tackles were much improved last week. The secondary, I don't know. You know how it's going to be. I, I can tell you Diggs did not play a physical game last week. But he can lock somebody down. I, I guess the cast of characters that they have rotating out there on the other side between Xavier Rhodes or Bland and Vanderesh coming back, Sal. And two years ago, I was all over this guy, but he yeah. obviously greatly affects that defense. I think Big surprise least, dropping in the coverage, doing it he, all. And I think, look, that middle linebacker, right? They get these other players all lined up on the same page. He might mm-hmm. be, he's probably the X factor on this defense. He was really good last week. I think the defense is kind of maybe back to almost what they were in that first half of the season. Is it time for Purdy to make a few mistakes, Sal? Right? Doesn't it just seem like I think if the Cowboys can win the turnover battle in this game, they can win the game, whether it's by one or by two. Uh, whatever it is, if they can win one nothing, two one, win the turnover battle win the game. I do like uh, taking the points here. My my best bet in this game is Schultz over four and a half receptions at plus 116. Mm. Hit on this last week. Um, I think this is where, uh, you know, Dak playing smart. He does not want to turn that ball over. He's going to look for Schultz. That's a very reliable target for him. A lot of attention going to Lamb. Schultz was great. Best, I thought his best game of the year uh, oh, yeah. just a few days ago against Tampa. I think we see the same type of performance. I think he goes over four and a half easily. He's at like six or seven receptions. All right. I hope so. I hope it's that kind of game plan uh, that we put forth for uh, Shanahan, these 49ers. All right, Bri, because you have to root against us. Go ahead. Go, uh, give us I your do. Debo prop. Go I ahead. do. Although it's funny. I, I, if I was a Cowboy fan, for some reason, I like this game better on the road for them in terms of covering. I, I don't know. Mm-hmm. It's something about that. Like last year, it was tougher for them at home. Uh, but look, Debo over 14 and a half rushing yards. I like this out of all my bets. I like this one the best. You know, he was definitely back to himself last week, breaking tackles all over the place. I mean, he had 133 yards receiving, 32 yards rushing. And now that he's fully back, they're going to use him a lot in the run game. And and I Mm -hmm. think that should worry the Cowboys a little bit more. And if you recall last year in the playoff game against the Cowboys, 10 carries, 72 yards rushing against them, 14 and a half. That seems yeah. really that seems really low. That seems really low. I think they're gonna, you know, they're gonna want to get him in space, make the Cowboys uh, D backs make some tackles against them. So 
Um, yeah, over 14 and a half for sure. I think he gets yeah. at least into the. Well, I think you're right. I mean, it could, that could be one play, but don't forget if he takes kneel downs at the end, uh, <laughs> you're all right there. All right, Harry over 46. Yeah. I think Prescott and Purdy are going to put up points. Purdy looked great last week, four total touchdowns, first playoff game against Seattle, 18 touchdowns, four picks since uh, having to be thrown in there. Prescott, as we mentioned, was uh, was unbelievable on Monday night with five total touchdowns against Tampa and took off running, which was good, too. I just think, Brian mentioned Samuel being back, him and McCaffrey last week, unbelievable. 300 yards combined. McCaffrey, five of the last seven games, he's gone for 100 yards or more. Scored in all seven, though. Sal, you mentioned Pollard. Um, We probably could mention this Monday, and I said it during the regular season, once the playoffs starts, less Zeke, more Pollard. Uh, Elliott was ineffective on Monday. I think Pollard has a big game as well. Huge game for Dallas out of the backfield. I love over 46. All right. I don't mind that at all. All for the points. I know Pollard's going to have a big game. I hope. I think one thing's for sure, though, we're, we're in a little bit of trouble here, Pauly kid, because Mattress Mac went and bet two and a half million dollars on our team. Come on, Mac. We'll pay you not to bet them. Why are you doing this? He split the money line. I don't think it's plus four. I think he bet the money line. Right, baby face. Is that what we see? He's not good at football. He, he cashed on his Astros, but uh, seems to lose everything else. Oh. This is, did you, are you in on this with him? I, where is he finding no. all this money? What is, just from mattress? He's finding the money under his mattresses. This is well, too no, crazy. He, <laughs> he won, but he's got 75 million to blow. Isn't that what he won on the Astros? Yeah. yeah. I think it was something crazy, like and 75 seven, million. Yeah, and 75 days left. So he's got to do this. Yeah, right. Exactly. He's got to uh, do it. Got to do it. It's max millions. Or, you know, I mean, it's Harry's friends with him. He calls him mattress. Um, but, <laughs> yeah. H-Dog yeah. calls him uh, M squared Alright, the rest of us aren't as close to uh, he is uh, Alright, all right, listen Let's take a ride on the uh, Riverboat Casino I saw the captain yesterday And he said, oh my god, this Cowboys kicker Talk about the yips, is this the worst case of yips In the history of sports? I said, captain, look at you You got a, you got an eye patch, you got a hook for a hand but Who are you to pass judgment on anyone? But they got me thinking Captain says he's never seen it before who had the worst case of the yips in the history of sports? Is it Brett Maher, three to one odds? Chuck Knobloch, Yankee second baseman, five to one odds. Couldn't complete a throw to first. Rick Ankeo, oh boy, reliever for the Cardinals. Hit the backstop every time, seven to one odds. Nick Anderson, what did he miss? Four free throw, missed a bunch of free throws yeah. in the uh, finals against the Rockets, 10 to one odds. You could take the field at even. Uh, Harry, what are you going to go with? I'm going to go with Rick Ankeel. Uh... Uh, uh, Michael Lombardi today mentioned his buddy, uh, Tony La Russa, um, who's the manager of the Cardinals at the time, um, went sent after Keel just signed a big contract for the time, put him out in their divisional series versus the Braves in that series. He had nine wild pitches. He had 11 walks in four total innings pitched. Uh, that, that broke a record that was held since 1890. And then if that wasn't bad enough, after that series, he was sent down to the minors, and he actually put up worse stats than never heard from him again until he came back as an outfielder. Yeah, but was good. Like a home run hitter. For a little kid, while, right? he was a home run hitter. It was crazy for a little bit, right? It was almost the best thing that ever happened to him, I think. like I'm not sure if he got another contract after that, but you know, all these guys are good in college and everything. But uh, is that, Right, Paulie Kid? Am I remembering that right? Yeah. Oh yeah, I mean, he went on a was, home run uh, crazy I mean, run. I'm sure. Yeah. I think he had a year he hit in the 20s uh, in home runs. Um, yeah, we yeah. Gotta look that up. Look that up, baby face. I, I'm gonna you. say 27 was his career high. That's what but I'm gonna Darren, guess. Nine right. wild pitches and four innings. Oh, it was brutal. It was so tough. And uh, yeah, I'll forget about the 11 comments until I get called on here. But uh, that was that was a, a brutal time. Yeah. All right, Paul Kid, who do you like? Oh, all right, great. Uh, yeah, look, I can sympathize with this. I had, uh, as a coach, mm-hmm. I had, and I've had a lot of players tell me if they were ever in a home running hitting contest, I'd be the guy to throw them batting practice. I am, but there really? was one season, Sal, over 20 years ago, where I could not throw batting practice for an entire season. I, wow. I had, I had, I'm not picking myself here, but I know how it is. I, can you imagine like these kids standing at a plate, having a coach trying to throw batting practice? Bouncing pitches four feet in the dirt over the head. I could not throw. I had to. What give up year was this? Year. 
What was it? It was like it's got to be over twenty years ago now. Okay, um, so yeah, it wasn't I, Mikey I, Meatballs. One he season, wasn't, uh, I yeah. I don't know. I had yeah. to get away. I had to put the baseball down. Um, mm. I think you know we were playing a lot of softball, so maybe the size of the ball was oh, yeah, uh, yeah. playing with my head at that time. Uh, right. I think I probably hit like eight fifty that year in softball. So it kind of, I kind of eased the pain of my batting practice. Uh, <laughs> Why is Harry ro- Harry's rolling his eyes? Easy eight fifty. So, <laughs> so wow. Sal, but I, you know who I'm going to pick here. I'm going to pick the Met. I'm not going to go with my Yankee Sasser or Knobloch. I'm picking Mackie Sasser, right? <laughs> the catcher for the Mets. Uh, Sasser, yeah. uh, you know, throwing, and he wasn't the only one. Uh, Salta mm-hmm. Lamacchia kind of had the sa- same issue, but Sasser right. at the time. He could hit a little bit, Sal. And yeah. one day, all of a sudden, he could not throw the ball back to the pitcher. Clutch mm-hmm. it, clutch it, clutch it, lob it back. I swear maybe he might have rolled it back a few times. That's mm. how bad it was for Mackie Sasser. And it was just typical Mets at the time, right? It was like, oh. yep, the figures the Mets have a catcher like this. Uh, and his problem really wasn't as bad as throwing down to second base, right, Sal? It was mm-hmm. really Good. getting the ball back to the pitcher. It was painful to watch, and you really have to feel for these guys. It was really terrible to see. But, you know, you could throw any of those guys your name. Steve Blass yeah. uh, as well, pitcher's career, who totally right. ended. Pirates, I thought yeah. Harry might have tried to find a golfer with his putting that might have mm. just uh, collapsed on, on, in the putting type there of game. There are several, yeah. Uh, yeah. That they just couldn't have, couldn't find it anymore. But, yeah, it's uh, that's why a lot of these guys, right, Sal, they have um, – they have, uh, uh, you know, mental, uh, emotional coaches too. So, you know, multiple, yeah, multiple sports psychologists. Uh, yeah. So, I mean, Tiger had like six of them at one time, I remember, mm-hmm. uh, trying to get through it all. Uh, add insult to injury with the Mackie Sasser story. Uh, my family, I was probably like 13, went to, uh, I don't know if the years match up, but we went to an Italian restaurant near Hershey, Pennsylvania. We were out there. Family was uh, vacationing there, and it was owned by Mackie Sasser's grandmother, and um, my father got something with like meat sauce and it was like barely, I do remember there being barely any meat in it. It was just like very drippy. And he complained to the um, the waiter at the time. And then Mackie Sasser's grandmother, I believe it was her. I think she represented herself as such, came out and yelled at us. And there was like a, a an argument ensued and we'd not finished dinner. We left. We left could, the restaurant. I could totally see a dad that it's like the oh, yeah. uh, the uh, Frank Asanza moment when he's yelling oh, at Steinbrenner. Yeah. How could you train oh, yeah. Jay Buter? <laughs> like, I can it. see your dad like just ripping like. I was, dad, this is, this is a Mets restaurant. What are you doing? <laughs> so I don't know. <laughs> anyway, we didn't get to uh, eat. I made up for it. I ate a lot uh, since then. Uh, all right, Brother Bry, worst well, case of hits in the history of sport. Well, I will say before I get to that, speaking of Mr. Icon, I used to get a little nervous when we when I was a kid. Sal would, you know, a couple of games, I, I would go to the games with you and your dad. Right. And uh, your dad all of a sudden would be getting into arguments with people in the parking mm-hmm. lot, different things. <laughs> one time there was, was one time there was a lot of threats going back and forth. So I was very scared. Oh, it's like a nine, ten, nine ten year old. It still uh, happens, bro. He's eighty two. <laughs> parking lot time gotten any I small. Fig- mm-hmm. I figured. Look, I-, <laughs> I will say. Ankiel is probably the best one in terms of story from a guy who couldn't throw a pitch to all of a sudden he becomes a power hitter. That's like that's pretty amazing. And he was. He was like a 20-year-old pitcher, and you thought at one point uh, he was yeah. maybe going to be a top pitcher yeah. in baseball. That's what it was looking like. I will say, being a Yankee fan, Knobloch thing was funny. He kind of got himself out of it by throwing um, like a kid, like a, a five-year-old. He threw a kid? And, oh. uh, you know, but yeah, but Steve Steve Sachs was yeah. uh, really bad for – I'm trying to think of some others. But I look, I, I Darren and I obviously didn't talk to each other before this, but obviously Mackie Sasser, to me – Mm-hmm. Uh, was also always the funniest, right? Because as a kid, even though we were Yankee fans, our brother John was a Met fan, so we get to go to a lot of Yankee, I mean, in a lot of Met games. And, you know, this is probably rub late, it in. Yeah. late 80s. And uh, I just remember being a kid and being like, what the hell? This guy is pump faking back to the pitcher right? like two or three times. And then finally he's throwing like oh. pop-ups back to the pitcher. So Clearly I, in his head. Yeah. I thought this was funny because like years – I don't know. It's probably about, I don't know, 13, 14 years ago, we were playing softball and our brother, Keith, who we always just did, he wasn't a baseball player like us. So he, mm-hmm. we would always put him as catcher. And one year, mm-hmm. one year behind the plate, 
he could not throw back to the pitcher. He was honestly like every play throwing to the shortstop or the second baseman to a point where eventually I just, I went from being an outfielder to just catching because I was like, we can't, we can't have this. Every play, our Mm -hmm. brother is throwing it to second base. Um, So it just reminded me of that. But I thought Sasser to me was, that that was always I just well yeah I mean I, like, how go online you... and look at it because between Sasser and Knobloch and everything we're talking about Ankiel it's like it was it was just like you remember like Fifty Cent throwing the ball out or Baba Bowie oh, yeah. it was real as bad as that right yeah but except they're professionals yeah. with contracts it really is right well the yeah. thing is too if you remember um, my assumption is when they came out with Major League Two right Rube yeah. Baker the catcher mm-hmm. he couldn't yeah, throw yeah, back yeah. to the pitcher my right. assumption is that was all based off him somebody right. was a Mackie Sasser fan for sure though. yeah all right my worst case of yips in the history of sports happened last week and I'm not going to say it was the Cowboys kicker <laughs> Brett Mahar uh it actually was the day before and it was a collective effort from the entire Chargers defense who got the yips in the second half of last Saturday night's game after being up 27 nothing. Derwin James, Khalil Mack, uh, Kyle Van Noy, Asante Samuel, Bryce Callahan. One minute they knew how to tackle and cover receivers. And then just like that, Zay Jones and Marvin Jones and all Crazy. the Joneses and Travis at the end became uh, heroes because these guys, it was amazing. It was an epidemic how it hit, but they all forgot how to tackle. And uh, that was, I think that should be uh, noted more than Mackie Sasser, Knobloch and Ankiel and Nick Anderson and and uh, all these guys. So, so there you, you, go. Know, you know what yeah. I thought your answer was going to be? What's that? Um, Toby throwing the football. Uh, you know, it might be Toby Mergler, <laughs> who claims to be his team's uh, the uh, all state shortstop and uh, quarterback for his college, for his high school football team, and threw a ball like, uh, I don't know, about nine yards. I saw the replay uh, the other day. I think it went about nine yards and hit some kind of mechanical device. And we all got a good laugh at it. That's fu- well, and I was and I was thinking because you know, as Brian brought up, brother Keith catching. Yeah. I mean, was thinking that accurate back oh. to the pitcher? Right? Oh yeah. No, I remember us yelling at most of those throws went between the, the yeah, pitcher and second there, base. The only thing yeah. there's a difference. Thinking was just the worst softball yeah. baseball player of all time. That, right. that was the difference. Like Keith actually was a good athlete, good hitter. Mm-hmm. Thinking. There's nobody right. who's worse. Than right. Thinking. How long does it take Howard to text? I was just going to say, I was that. just going to say, it seems like he's uh, drinking yeah. over under three and a half seconds. But the it. other hand, that's he's right. texting. Fink oh, that's fine. Time. I don't care. I mean, Finkin should know. I mean, that, the crazy thing about Finkin is Finkin has two kids who play college baseball. Like that right. to me is crazy. Two good athlete kids. A friend of ours. Yeah. yeah right. Who, right. And meanwhile, he was as bad in baseball as you could possibly be. Yeah. All right. So Finkin, go ahead, Harry, we're going to take a break. We'll let you, uh, Call Finkin or text Finkin mm-hmm. and let him know. I, I think if he's going to negate it, he can't just go crazy. Just He has to find a worse softball player. I think that's how the burden's on him to find a worse one. Really, nothing mm-hmm. nothing uh, personal. That's just how it is. Well, uh, Harry was break. 0 for 8 in his one double. Untrue. That's true. So, that's true. So, so that's probably right, right there. So untrue. <laughs> Harry's close. Uh, let's take a break, and then we'll be back with Sharp Tank. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships, your skills, your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? (laughs) Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight. S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. All right, we are back. Uh, Before we get to Sharp Tank, I do want to uh, mention a dear, dear friend celebrated her 50th birthday yesterday. I forgot to mention it on the podcast 
and I didn't get around to do it. And I'm I'm upset with myself, but we are lucky enough to have her here on oh. Against All Odds. Omaha really helped oh, yes. booking. And wow. uh, here she is, the the hottest hobbit in comedy, Brooklyn's own Mario Bosco. Happy birthday, Mario. How you doing? Thank you, guys. Thank you. Happy oh, birthday. Yeah. Yes. Happy birthday. What, what's going on? What do you do? You, you don't look a day... Um, over four or under 77. I don't know how to explain it. What's going on? Not much, not much. Enjoying the first day of 50th. Already I got a call from the doctor. He said, happy birthday. I got a colonoscopy package waiting for you. Oh, really? Nice. Are That's you going right. to go? That's the, right. have a, you bring a cake? You blow candles out? Whoa. Nope. No? It's not nope. that bad, Mario. You got to uh, go on a little bit of a, a weird diet a couple of days before, but you'll get through it. Can we well, videotape that, by the way? I said, oh, you want me to videotape the process? So. Yeah, yeah, why not? Why not? I think, I think it'll make a nice reel on Instagram. You got the bow tie on. <laughs> it seems like, uh, well, I don't know. Maybe that doesn't mean you're doing performing comedy tonight. Are you? No, yeah, no. Nice. I just put it on for you guys. You know, oh, nice. Mario's looking better than ever. I, I, I will say, yeah. Better than ever. Mario, do you do color, color your hair? There's a lot going on, but do you color your hair? Let's start with that. No, I do not color my hair. Really? It's it's jet black like that at 50, huh? Just luck. You got a lot of luck going your way. You really do. Um, tell us that we were in Vegas last week, right? At the Extra Points Propapalooza. And you went out on your own. I think you were at the Stratosphere. Tell everybody what happened there. So I went to the Stratosphere to do a show at the L.A. Comedy Club, and I saw this simple but my favorite slot machine. And everybody's mm. like, hey, you got to play Buffalo or this other Hawaiian or this Tiger or London. And I'm like, no, no, I'm going to play the one I like. And I saw it, but I went and did my show and did my business. After I came out of the show, I sat down, I put 100 in, I lost. Second 100, I said, by 50, I'm going to cancel out because I got to get back to the Lynx Casino Hotel. Mm-hmm. I hit for $10,241.65. Wow. That's spectacular. <laughs> and they paid you right away. No questions asked. They just gave you the. Oh, no, wait. That was a whole. No, no, whole no, no. <laughs> you what know what I mean? There? Something's got to happen at some point at some time. So right. my ID was uh, a bit expired about yeah. uh, almost two years. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I got through. The airport, I got to Delta coming and going. They didn't even question it. Mm-hmm. And I went wow. to LA in December, no questions asked. And I get there, and the guy goes, and I said, oh, God, he's going to figure out the ad, the, the date on my birth is going to be, and the, it's going to be canceled. And so the guy goes, hey, this is not the right date. And I go, right. yeah, you know, it's okay. It's okay because... I'm going to get a new one when I get back to Brooklyn. And the guy goes, no, it's not okay. And I'm like, oh, my now, God. At this point, <laughs> hold on. Was at this point, do you think he thinks it's a fake ID altogether and that you're like 13 No, no, no. Old? He That's knew it was no. regular. My, fo- my photo was on it. I think this face matched that face. And he was okay. content. And oh. he was happy. Uh, but point of the, he was like, we're going to put the money in a safe. And I said, you ain't putting nothing in no safe. I'm taking that back to, with me to Brooklyn. Take it easy. Right. So thank God I had a fellow friend of mine and a bigger friend of yours who Christian, I, Christian who I dragged with me because I didn't want to be at the Stratosphere Hotel by myself. And lucky Christian went on to DMV.com New York and filled out all the paperwork for me and paid it and renewed it. And I walked away uh, with my money. There you go. How much, did, really how much of that money did you story. give to Harry, though? Because Harry was complaining saying Mario owes me money and it yeah, really, well, he didn't, no, he didn't know I anything but I hope you didn't give him a dime back for the flight all I know is no. there were several conversations lasting from two minutes to 15 minutes going on at like between at candy stores and comedy, uh, the comedy where like everywhere, just to straighten out how much money you owed. And what was that about, Harry? Mario, well, me, and you, I, me and you shared the room, basically, Mario. That's right. I kept my laundry dirty and clean in Harry's room. No yeah. doubt. I think I had three my rooms bed. in Las Vegas at the same time. I had one with Scott at the at the uh, flamingo. Yeah, my clothes in Harry's room, and I slept the last two nights in Christian's room. <laughs> <laughs> and your and your and your towel sheets on my pillows. 
and I put towel my towel sheets. sheets on his pillow. But I, I did do what the towel right sheets? thing. Oh, you towels. know, you, towels when you wash yourself. Okay, yeah. Because right, if my clothes are yeah. there, I'm not going to okay. take my clothes to Flamingo and then Flamingo back to when I got to go to uh, Jimmy Kimmel's comedy club. I'm not, not. going to do yeah. that. So no. I have to. So I'm going to get dressed and come down like a gentleman. You know, I'm not going to be like, uh, what was that? Uh, with Julia Roberts in that movie she made where she runs with the robe Pr- down. Pretty woman. Pretty woman. She ran that's down. You. That, you're uh, a pretty Bellamy woman. Hills with a robe. Yeah, exactly that's me. Exactly right. There you go. Well, no, uh, so I ended up giving um, Christian up front. He didn't want I wanted to give him 500. He kept refusing, refusing. So I gave him three, and then I gave him an extra one at the end. And then I gave nice. um, Harry 500 to give one to Scott, two for Harry, and two for Ken. Wait but a I minute, really? Sa- yeah, I wanted Harry, to give you Harry, you scumbag, you end up, you made money off of Mario. Not really. 50th, 50th birthday, and you're, you're taking wow. money from Mario. Look at it. Ken That's not right, Mario. Hey, yeah, listen, it was um it was it was more of sharing my my blessings, my birthday blessing, early birthday blessings. That's what it really was. So what I'm a, happy about a, doing that. That's very nice, person. Mario. That's yeah. really great. Yeah, you really are. You're, you're at, turns out you're better than all of us. Um, all right. So where can people find you? I mean, really, you're hard to find. You're, you're not you're not the biggest very hard to find. Yeah. yeah, I play everywhere. Stand up comedian. I I'm doing shows in New York tomorrow night. I'm in Long Island. If you want to see where I'm going to be playing coming soon, I'm going to be in Rhode Island, Providence, Rhode Island. Mm-hmm. Uh, March 10th, I'm playing. I'm featuring at a theater, uh, courthouse performing arts center. Um, if you guys want to see flyers and posters, Mario Bosco on Instagram, Mario Bosco Comedy. Well, you're going to blow up now. Uh, you, you may regret saying that. You're going to blow up now. Now your Instagram's going to be going crazy. Hey, uh, I don't know if you froze there. Oh, there you are. You also are performing. Well, I know performing. You're going to find a way to perform. The Mohegan Sun in a few weeks. You're going with Brother Bry and Christian, and you're going to go see Megan Connolly slash Morant at SmackDown. Is this true? Yes, it's going to be fantastic. I can't wait to see one guy fly off the end of one rope onto the other. It's going to be on action-packed night with Christian. And it's going to be fantastic. And I'll probably try to make my way down that that sleep to say to one of the wrestlers, hey, can you body slam me? But I got to get on Instagram. Yeah, that's I, a good I, idea. Get I picture slam. I picture Mario at the wrestling, like when he went to when when Mario went to the football game and and laid down and slept for about half of it. Just is that I, what happened, Mario? You went to high school. You went to homecoming and slept. Uh, my high I didn't sleep. I slept towards the end of homecoming. I was there up and about. I had burgers with Christian and you and everybody yeah. else, and it's a fantastic. I thought Sal was coming in for that shindig. <laughs> <laughs> now, once I heard you were going to be there, I had to stay away. Yeah, right, listen, like, here's what I'm going to do. Yeah, Mario, I'm going to give you, because you turned 50, I'm going to give you a $50 bet on any Ooh. team you can name playing this weekend. Don't give her, don't give her any hints, all right, guys? Now, so, Mario, $50. Well, I think you know of one team. The, the 50, my favorite team is the Dallas Cowboys. So, okay. I have to, if they're playing this weekend, I want my bet on them. <laughs> Okay, I'm gonna find out if they're playing this weekend, and if, uh, if it, it matches up, you will have. Did you that. guys see the game on? Uh, was it Monday no. night? I was at the comedy club. No, was we tried. Sunday? We wanted to talk about it, but none of us actually watched it, and so like we're just staring at it. Was each like, other, like it was like it was like dancing. Happened. It was like dancing of the stars of football. Everybody was flying over each other. One guy <laughs> ended up in the hospital. Another guy got his face busted in. The ball what? was gonna be flying all over the field it was a fantastic action-packed game and we needed that wow this is great you know maybe you could take over for al michaels once he steps down that was pretty yeah nice. Mark, i said goodbye tampa florida that's what i said all right uh, all right so mario can you name another team that's playing this weekend just take a guess the jaguars my oh, sister no you're getting uh, so you're getting you're getting your sister knows more than you disgraceful Right. All right. Here's what I'm, Mario, I'm going to give you $100 on the Cowboys plus four points, okay? So root for them to win, but if they lose by one, two, or three, we're also in good shape, all right? Okay, I'm happy about that. I know. What do we all win? Right. You'll win. You'll double your money, all right? I'll send you 200 if you win, and Harry's going to send you 200 of the money uh, you gave him for no reason back. 
How's no, that? keep it enjoy. Go have a nice steak dinner with Ruth Chris or whatever the hell you, you're going to go. <laughs> there you go, Mario. Uh, yeah, give us the Instagram one more time. Mario Bosco Comedy, Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok. There you go. All right. Happy birthday, buddy. Thank you. Happy birthday, Mario. She's such a treat. She really is. All right. <laughs> Happy birthday, Mario. There you go. All right, you guys. Uh, it's time uh, for Sharp Tank now. Betting for Mario. Mario, you can leave. You don't. Uh, you want to stick around for Sharp Tank? You want to help me? Yeah, I want to see what we're talking okay. about. Okay, good. All right, there. Here, there's the way Sharp Tank works. They each give me a bet, and I have to pick one of them. I'm going to jump on top. You ever see Shark Tank on ABC where people yes. present their products? Okay, so this is the gambling um, version of that, and we're going to start with the Parlay Kid. Parlay yeah. Kid, give me your bet. For so I think I'm not getting enough credit for hitting the uh, Sharp Tank last week, where I had. Every team to score at least one touchdown at plus 140. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, the only team I really had to sweat out was the uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, right? Yeah, uh, weird. Caesar special. Of, uh, but you knew Brady would get one. That good was, one so Dave. that felt good. good. One. And I'm going to stick with something pretty simple this year, uh, this week. Uh, Jamar Chase, anytime touchdown, Sal, plus mm-hmm. 113. Chase has scored eight touchdowns over his last eight games. Uh, four out of his last five. Uh, he, as brother Brian alluded to before, he's been absolutely fantastic here. Double digit targets in uh, eight out of his last nine games. Burrow right. will look for him early and often. He gets one here plus money on itself. Let's take Jamar Chase anytime touchdown okay. plus one thirteen. That's plus money. Harry will go to the minus money because that's the only way Harry knows. Barkley over carries right. Over 15 and a half carries at minus 123. Philadelphia's great versus the pass, number one in the league. But 16th versus the run. In the middle of October, in the middle of October, Barkley went for 22, 24, 20, and 35. Since then, since November 20th, he's played eight games, and he's went over 15 and a half just mm. two times. Had nine carries last week versus Minnesota. And now the number's 15 and a half. They are going to pound Barkley. He's healthy. He's hungry. He's ready. They're going to slow down the game. Give it to Barkley. That number from not only nine last week, and now it's 15 and a half, and it's a minus. Fishy number. I'm going over 15 and a half with Barkley. He has a monster game. All right, Mario, what do you think so far of the analysis of the first, the parlay kid, and then Harry's I like pick? I like Harry's more. I found uh, uh-huh. Harry to be a more of a more sure thing. A more what? A sure Assuring win, you know, something Thank that's you, more, assured, more assuring win. Okay. All right. So, so far, Harry has the more assuring win. Uh, all right. Uh, and uh, brother Brian, let's hear yours. You, yeah, I'm going to pro- I'm going UFC. We finally okay. get, uh, I feel like finally getting uh, yeah. a good card back here. Uh, well, a solid card, but I'm going to go Glover to share a plus 115 over Jamal Hill plus 115. I think that's really good value for, for to share here. He's got a ton more experience than Jamal Hill. Now, Jamal Hill is up and comer, right? And he has a couple of big KOs recently, but I think Tashera is going to be too much for him, especially if he can get this, if he gets this down to the mat, if he yeah. survives Hill's power early on in this fight, gets it to the mat in rounds two or three, I do like him to win by submission, which is plus 220. I'm not taking that. I'm just taking him to win at plus 150. Okay. But I know he's getting older here, but even the way he fought against Prohaska was a great fight the last time out. Uh, so I'm going to take him at plus 150. All right. And okay, so that's mixed martial arts, Mario. So now you've heard three bets, which uh, you still like Harry's is the best? I kind of like Harry's. I'm not sure about the mixed martial arts because, you know, it's not really my cup of tea. And I don't really, mm-hmm. you know, I don't know who's going to knock who out and who's going to push who and who's going to go crying. Mm-hmm. So I'm going with Harry's bet. <laughs> nice. Can you say not my, all right, that's all right, you say, uh, all not right. my thimble of tea? I mean, a cup of, like everybody says <laughs> cup of tea. I really think, I think it should be based on size. And uh, all right. No, uh, all right. Well, here's what we're going to do. Size. That's right. We're going to go, Mario. Not only am I going to put $100 on uh the Cowboys plus four for you, but I'm going to put $50 on Saquon Barkley over 15 and a half carries for you. And there's no way you're going to be able to figure out if that won or lost. So I'll um, let you know, Mario, let's just say that lost. All right. So you got $150 worth of action on, uh, on Sunday's weekend's games. Nice. Pretty good. 
Can't wait. Can't wait. Can't wait. Who's got boxes? I need Super Bowl boxes. Oh, you do the Super Bowl boxes. All right, we'll get you involved in those. Um, yeah. And that's it. Babyface, what happened? You had a question for Mario? Uh, Mario, have you, ever, have you ever had the yips? I was just w- wondering if you've ever had the yips. Oh, yeah, it's a good question. What the f*** is the yips? Exactly, <laughs> thank you. I'm from Brooklyn. We don't have yips in Brooklyn. Exactly. Don't be stupid, right. Joel. I was be dumb, Joel. That's a stupid question. I apologize for that, Mario. All right. Uh, and now, uh, Mikey Meatballs, please um, give us your fi- three favorite Mario jokes. <laughs> it's okay he doesn't have a bad one they're all good they're all good you see you see mario Thank you, you. want to give, you wanna give yeah. the audience uh sampling uh before we sign off so while i was in vegas i went mm-hmm. to this beautiful hotel the venetian the palazzo and i went to dinner and this dumb waiter brings me someone else's glass of champagne what would you do guys drink it Drink it. I drank it. But guess what, guys? There was an engagement ring in it. No. Yeah. Yeah. Now this poor bastard has to wait four days to get engaged. Wow. <laughs> I told him, what do you want from me, asshole? I'm irregular. <laughs> wow. If people Hold ask on a me second. about And if people ask me about my height one more time, I'm just going to say, hey, I'm like this because my mother got drunk at Disney World and f- Mickey Mouse. There you go. Of course, that's what you should say. <laughs> Michael, Mikey Meatballs going to have to bleep this up. Wait, hold on a Meatballs, second. Just thank God you didn't f*** the seven dwarfs, okay? Hey, <laughs> that's how you end the joke. Now, Mario, might I don't know what's true and what's just set up there, but did you swallow Jada's ring that Eddie Spaghetti was going to give Jada the ring? Is this what happened? And that's why it happened four days later, the engagement? Yeah, <laughs> all, yeah. The math is all letting, adding up here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, unfortunately, All right. the ring, I ate it. Yeah, you ate I the ring. I had to poop it out. <laughs> All right, so there you we go. There's it. Mario Bosco. Find her on uh, Instagram. Happy birthday, Mario. That'll do it for another episode of Against the Odds. For Mikey Meatballs, for Babyface Joel Solomon, for Mario Bosco, 50-year-old Mario Bosco. Isn't she lovely? And the degenerate trifecta. I'm Sal saying so long and happy handicapping. Na 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 na